Hey, good people. Thank you for listening to Seeking First. Uh, we have this episode coming up with uh, Omar and Janine Barlow, uh, teaching your kids about money, part of the family and money series. We have a little bit of a technical difficulty. Just wanted to add this disclaimer uh, up front, um, but the episode is absolutely worth listening to. You're going to glean a lot from it. Hopefully you'll laugh a little bit. Um, we have a good time with Omar and Janine, so excuse the few places where there's some technical difficulties, but still worthwhile, still worth listening to. Give it a shot. Um, thanks again for listening. Bye-bye. Welcome to another episode of Seeking First. I am Shana Harvey of Insight Total Stewardship, and we are now in the series on family and money. So this week, I have some very, very special guests with me. Um, Barlow, Omar and Janine Barlow, um, here with me and uh, some of you may know them, some of you may not, but for those who don't, I will give you just a brief uh, introduction to them. I happened to go to high school with Omar, the wonderful Central High School. He is a fellow alum. The uh, greatest, the greatest high school in, in Philadelphia. <laughs> that's right. You he better is, believe it. He is the 253rd class, and I'm the 253rd right? class, so... We put that up, two five put five. Put your hands down. <laughs> that is the way to go. And Janine uh, went to Kappa. Yes, sir. That's where all the people went that uh, that had artistic talent, and that's why Omar wasn't there. <laughs> Shana, Shana, she, uh, our stuff is so on point that they've decided to uh she said she goes to all the stuff with me right they decided to induct her as an honorary member of course and i am honored i am honored honorary every, member every spouse who marries into the central uh alumni squad gets honorary membership and uh, consider it an honor because it is it, it is, is. <laughs> i just want to put that out there um I haven't I haven't been to a Kappa gathering yet. Ooh. That's they because we're working. They, not get together? They, can, they can't get we're it. They can't, pull it. they can't get organized. <laughs> we're working all over the world. I, I think that's what it is. I mean, Central Central's just on another level. So, <laughs> so be it. <laughs> we're doing Hamilton and... No. I'll, I'll get back to the actual the actual introduction of who you guys are. But Omar and Janine Barlow are founders of Barlow Enterprises. Uh, Barlow Enterprises is a consulting and motivational speaking company that provides the business and education sectors, students, families, and individuals with the processes they need to work, love, live, and be more excellent. 
while both uh, Omar and Janine are international speakers and master trainers who conduct personal development on various topics at universities, organizations, businesses, BE, Barlow Enterprises, is most well known for its Destiny Statement Institute. And I have created my own Destiny Statement through you guys. So yes, uh, I can testify to its uh, value and uh, how awesome they are as trainers and teachers. Um, the Institute trains and commissions BE Life Scholars annually. This is an elite network of individuals who know their mission in life and who are committed to serving the, through those missions as global agents of social change. Omar and Janine are also triple Amazon best-selling authors of Don't Be Scared, Live on Purpose with Forward by Hall of Fame speaker, Dr. Willie Jolly. The Barlows are loving parents to three children, Joshua, Grace, and Nathaniel. And when they are not working, they are enjoying reading, working out, traveling, and laughing obnoxiously loud to things only they understand. That's what we do. That's what we do. <laughs> I'm a witness. That does happen. Uh, life for the Barlows is becoming more excellent each day. Uh, so welcome, Barlows. Good to have you here. Thanks for having us, Jay. <laughs> um, honored, and honored. most people don't know this, but um, Grace Barlow, their uh, middle child and only daughter, is actually the one of the inspirations for me writing my book, Money on Purpose. Um, when I was teaching at one of the Destiny Institute summer programs, I was trying to come up with a way to um, teach kids about money, assuming that if I had to start over, what would I want to learn? And when I got there, I figured out, okay, money on purpose saving spending giving investing and when i was finished apparently grace caught wind of what i was teaching and began teaching other kids the same thing um and that's when i understood oh, wow this is simple enough and i think she was only five at the time um, i think so, that's about right <laughs> yeah she was five um and she was able to articulate it not only to for her to understand, but for her to teach other kids um, the same thing. And that's when I decided to write the book. So thanks, Grace, um, for that. Um, how old are all your kids now? Joshua is 16. Nathaniel is 12. Yeah. Wow. And Grace is 13. So I'm sorry, 14. Gosh. 12, 14, 16. That is insane how time flies. I still have uh, pictures of them as little tykes. Remember when he used to, remember he used to look like that, Shana? <laughs> yes, yes. Remember that? Uh, yes, I remember that. When y'all only had one. Yep, <laughs> yep. how it used to look. Yep. Oh, that, that my was God. All day, running around. I got pictures of uh, Nate and Grace uh, at my house running around wearing um, uh, wearing my shoes, actually. Grace is in my shoes. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> so it is, uh, it is exciting to see them grow. Um, and what are their financial personalities? Because in this episode, we want to talk about teaching your kids about money. And you guys are some of the most intentional people I know. 
Um, so I also know that you would do your best to make sure you're training your children in the ways of stewardship and how to um, to manage money well. So what would you say your your the financial personalities of each of your children are? Honey, you want to take that one? No, you can you can start love. <laughs> They're so kind. <laughs> so well, Shane um, is called being gracious. You're right. You're right. I'm so <laughs> yeah, I know we all have to learn that if we want to stay happily married. <laughs> That's a different show. Um, right. So Joshua, our 16-year-old, is is absolutely a spender um, more than anything else right now. However, he he's excellent when you give him a budget. I mean, excellent of of of. I haven't really seen Nate with a budget yet, but Joshua, if you give him a budget, he comes in under budget almost every time. And the money he has, he's able to um, to save it or to and, and use it in, for very long periods of time for the most part. Mm, um, okay. And so that's um, something that I think is, is a strength in terms of um, financial personality grace. Grace loves to spend money. <laughs> so you're she does. She does. Grace, the book, Miss Grace Barlow, amazing Grace. Amazing. She loves to spend money. However, she is um, she's very um, she's very she's very good with the budget too. I wouldn't say she's as good. And when I say good, what I'm what I mean is she's more apt to try to push the limits of her budget than Joshua is. Um, okay. She's a little more apt to say, oh, I just want this, so I'll figure something out. Um, <laughs> she's also a big giver. Um, Grace loves to give to, to cause that she cares about. She's very passionate. She cares very much about the home. And she always wants to make sure that we have enough or that we didn't forget to bring whatever we said we wanted to give or could give. She's that girl who will pass a $5 bill out the window to somebody who's asking for money. Um, okay. Can we go buy supplies for, you know, and so uh, spending and for her Nathaniel, our youngest, the four, the four, well, he's not 14, the 12 year old, who when he was in like second grade read Robert Kiyosaki's How to Raise Your Child's Financial IQ. I know, don't ask. We, yeah. So he <laughs> was second grade. He, wow. um, I used to make the children read after they did their homework. They had to read for 30, but they read. Mm -hmm. um, and he went upstairs and got this thick book called How to Raise Your Child's Financial IQ. It had cartoon characters on the front. Mm -hmm. So I don't know whether he put a, a children's book. It was, it was for parents. Right. And he said, Mom, can I read this? And I said, well, you know, that's, that's for parents um, to read to their children. And he said, Oh, okay. Well, can I read it? And I was like, yeah, you can read. So technically, you can read anything. And he read the entire 
wow. and was talking to people, children and adults about it. And so this child, Nathaniel, the 12 year old is very much um, an investor, a saver. I literally have a stash of money from birthdays as far back as three years of money that I still, that Nathaniel still has. He'll ask, can you hold this for me? Can you put this in my bank account? And most recently he's been asking for a, um, for us to get him a, a, a credit card uh, attached to his bank account because he wants a cash app and a stock investing account. Oh, wow. Okay. So, <laughs> so he's definitely the uh, saver investor. He does not, he does not play with his tides. Ah, okay. So he, he makes sure he ties, but yes. then he also is going to save and invest that money. He, he's a faith. He's a faithful tither. Um, He's a faithful tither, uh, Shana. <laughs> and so I, I would say, I would say that, I would say that all of the children um, are aware of of the importance of tithing. Okay. Um, all all of them, all of them um, are aware of that, and I think that that is part of their um, personality, just to be aware that their ability or their ability to earn money the opportunity to earn money and uh, whether they receive gifts, they're aware that all of that came from God. Okay. And so they're not. And so that keeps them in a place. Um, uh, we will hope it would keep them in a place where they're not um, well managed, but you're stingy, mm -hmm. you know? And so we right. want, we don't want them to have that type of um, uh, personality. I don't think that, I don't think that that's, um, I don't think that that's what they have. Right. Now, is Janine still, is Janine still here? Is Janine still here? I see her, her audio dropped out. Oh, there okay. she is. She, I think she moved uh, back. So I, can, I can take, so Shane, I'd be willing to, I'd be willing oh, to take you. the, I'd be willing to take the next question. Yeah, the next one, I was going to ask, did you get any resistance from your kids when you began to teach them about tithing? Um, was, was any one of them more resistant than the other, or did you have to explain why this was important? Um, or did they kind of say, okay, oh, yeah, I get it. I think, I mean, I, I think, um, I mean, I think children, um, things are easier when you have a good example. Mm -hmm. And so I, I think that they've seen, uh, both Janine and I do that. And, and again, like I said to you, um, I think, um, I just think the strongest thing, um, the strongest thing that we could do is, um, just be a good example for them. And I think being that example and letting them know, as I said to you before, that, uh, the tithe is simply an acknowledgement that God provided all of it. And that tithe is an acknowledgement that he did provide. And, uh, I, I think that, they're aware of that. Gotcha, gotcha. And, and that's good to um, kind of segue to the next period. Where, where do you guys fall in your own financial personality? Um, and how, how do you see yourself in your kids? Or do you? Oh, wow. Big question. Um, I certainly, 
I, I certainly see myself in the uh, I, I am a person who will try to save and invest everything. Okay. And Omar, how about you? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I would see my, you know, I see myself as a saver. Okay. Um, and, um, you know, I'm, I think, I think each, um, I, I think I may see, I think I see that. You there, Shana? Yeah, I'm there. Yeah, I think I may see that personality come out uh, in each of the children. I don't think it's, um, yeah, I, I think I see it. I think I see it in all of them. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like um, all of them have some saving uh, ability. Even even the spender, uh, even the spender personality still has the ability to stay within reason, so mm -hmm. they're not going crazy. Uh, with Joshua, he's clearly a, a good at good at budgeting, and Grace is not stingy. Even in her spending, she's going to be able to give yeah. uh, and put some money away. So it sounds like a. Nathaniel with his saving and and investing. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's but I think, but I, I still don't, but I still don't think, Shana, I still don't think yet our children have an idea of how much things cost, though. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, I don't. I still don't think that they have a um a very real perspective of. How much, how much things cost? <laughs> you know, where he would they say, don't. "Oh, wow, that's what you're paying for school." You mm. know, wow, I, you know, I wasn't even aware. Um, you know, I, they just weren't aware of that. And then some. I think Janine and I, you know, sometimes you have to. You're you're trying to balance between, hey, you know, you're still a child, and some of these things that you you don't know, you don't have to know. Yeah, you know, because you're you're still we still want you to have some innocence of a child, so we don't have to make you fully aware of uh, what we're what we're paying for you. Right, right, right. Because they they do cost a little bit of money. <laughs> yeah, I, it's probably the bulk of the money, Shane. <laughs> The bulk of your money is going towards them, or, or yeah, absolutely. Janine and I. Not, not that we're not, but we could be living great lives. <laughs> yeah, jet setting everywhere. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. At what age do you think they started, or that, did you start um, trying to to teach them about money, or what age were they when they started asking questions about it? I would say. Um, I mean, my my best recollect recollection of some of the child who was most curious about money was Nathaniel. Oh, absolutely. Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, he was so young. <laughs> second grade. How old are you in second grade? But even younger than that, because see, this is the kid who for Christmas asked for a bag of money when he was like, <laughs> how old are you? It's the, <laughs> the greatest story. He he asked for a bag of money. He <laughs> said, "I don't want." He said, "We Janine and I were asking, Janine worked. We were asking what they wanted, and he said, I 'I don't want it. Yeah, just get me a bag of money.' <laughs> a bag of money. <laughs> <laughs> wow, 
Wow. So you you knew what it was hitting for then at that point. It's the, he he <laughs> said, I don't want to get charged. I don't want any of that. Don't give me any of that. Just give me a bag of money. He didn't want toys. I mean, he was happy <laughs> toys, but he literally asked as a small child for a bag of money. Yeah. I also remember him. I remember after he read the book, he started to ask me, Mom, do you have investments? Mom, do you have um, a portfolio? You know, he was quizzing me on the information in the book to see. He's like, do you have insurances? And I, and I took out the, the black book and like showed him, yes, you know, he don't have the investments. You know, you know here's the savings. These are his insurances. He knew what he was talking about. He was using financial vocabulary with understanding at such a young age. Um, honestly, even at 16 and uh, 14, Grace and Josh aren't really, they're not really as interested when you talk to them and teach them. Listen, like, oh, okay, that's great. They're not resistant, but to just be very pro and excited and interested in right right so um grace and josh um understand it but don't have the same level of interest that nathaniel does yeah. um, not really they're more like do i have enough to get what i want absolutely <laughs> right, right, absolutely. right. <laughs> and nathaniel's <laughs> like i want to this to grow well, <laughs> yes, like, how can know, i make yeah, more yeah. of it <laughs> you know yes. they're like they're like you know that sometimes they're like this guy <laughs> i'm sure yeah well, nate has always been quite the character um and i promise you he's he's probably he's older than he actually is but i will but i will say shana <laughs> i will say that i i'll, I'll just ne i'll never forget the ice cream truck was coming down the street josh had to be maybe uh, seven or eight, and I said, I'm not buying you anything. And he ran in the house and he uh, went and got his own money. Uh, and I said, why were you able to buy something? Yeah. He said, because you and mom told me I had my own, I had my own money. Uh, and so we've been, like yeah. I said, for us, it, some of the things have been uh, organic in terms of Hey, this is why you were able to get this, or this mm -hmm. is why, uh, this is why your mother and I have been able to pay um, for this opportunity um, because we had the money available, and so, and and we were able to, we were blessed with certain relationships to make it happen. So they kind of see, um, they kind of see the full gamut of things where it's not just, okay, you have a boatload of money in the bank, but they've kind of seen how grace works, how favor works. Uh, and while those things might be intangible, they also see the tangible results of those things happening. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So they, they can make the connection. And I think yeah, another, they, yeah. And I think another important thing that I really always wanted to be very intentional about them seeing, whether they choose it for themselves or not, and I hope they do, um, is you have the ability to create something out of nothing that will create streams of income for you. And that's why... Mm.
Oh, Janine dropped out. Um, Omar, do you have, uh, you know where she was going? Oh, there she is. She's back. Almost. There, oh, there you go. Janine, you, uh, you dropped out for a second there. So Did you, you lose me too, Shana? No, no, I got you. Can you see my picture? I can't see your picture, but I can I can hear you still. Okay. Uh, but Janine dropped out. You were saying, Janine, that they had the um, ability to create something out of nothing. Oh, she dropped off. Yeah. So let me, let me, let me, um, can you hear me, Shana? Yeah, I can hear you. All. Yeah, I, I think it's, I, I think what we both um, tried to communicate to them is that you have, you have the creative ability to uh, start something, you know, whether, you know, some type of passion project mm -hmm. uh, that could very well turn into a business, uh, that could very well be a nonprofit cause, mm -hmm. but we've kind of given them the space to, uh, to think about those things. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So, so basically, you're not, you're selling them what to do you're just saying the ability is out there for you to do this and i would imagine that that opens them up to seeing the possibilities and the opportunities um, absolutely because children they have great imaginations anyway um and so when you show the and tell them that something is is possible or anything mm -hmm. is possible um i i can only imagine what has come out of it have you seen any of them um, start to kind of take that and look for ways to make money. Well, I haven't. So I, I think um, we, um, for one, um, we 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 have um, Josh is um, uh, going to do something with uh, a friend of mine who has a sneaker company. Okay. And, you know, it's a big thing where all of his, you know, friends are by, buying expensive sneakers. And mm -hmm. so he hasn't quite moved on that yet. But that's one of the things that uh, Janine and I'll be working with him, um, working with him to do. Okay. Um, and, I, and I think there's still, I think both. Um, Don't know, forget about his creator's businesses that he started over the years. Oh, he's had multiple. <laughs> yeah, how did you always funny? What what was he selling? He was making and selling bracelets when he was. When I was oh yeah, 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 absolutely. So he was making. He was making and selling. Oh yeah, I forgot. I forgot. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. So he. Uh, so Nate. I mean Nate. Shane and Nate has always been interested in. I think the flow of cash. <laughs> and so yeah he's always been interested in that yeah um and so yeah he, he likes it and so he was making and selling you said bracelets yeah he was okay he, he was. started making and selling bracelets and then he would he would say mom don't leave me are you going to a meeting i can i can be on some people and some bracelets. Wow. um he had an order form and he and he created a schedule so he knew how long it would take him and he, he was so close, he figured out that he could get the money before he 
from you know just the, the environment that you um cultivate in your home um i know both of you guys are educators so you're always looking for teaching opportunities and you're able to to capture those moments how would you encourage other parents to find those moments or and how to capitalize on those moments or what they might even look like that's another great question honey you want to go first yeah, I, I, you know, I, I think, um, I, I think two things, Shana. One is, um, I, I, I was, you know, I was at a conference and one of the, um, I think it was a young adult, it was a, uh, a youth pastor that spoke and he kind of had the pulse on what a lot of young people were saying. And 
one of the things he said, which I thought was um, just really um, foundational, he said, leading by example. And so I would, I would encourage parents to just lead, just lead by example. Like, I think it's, I think it's important for young people to see uh, the, the interrelationship of, or the interconnectedness of how, how your faith informs the money. Mm-hmm. So um, it's important for them to see, um, you know, th- their, their parents tithing. It's important for them to see, you know, when folks have birthdays or when people pass away, you know, the kids see us giving money. You know, yeah. why would you put that in that card? Why, uh, you know, when birthdays come up, this is how we as a family, we acknowledge people. And they see that, you know, yeah, we made this money, but it's also to be a portion of it is to be given away. And then, the, so that's the second thing I would say. And the third thing I would say is paying attention to uh, the interests of your children, paying attention to the interests of the ch- of your children. And then, the, and then those interests will kind of take its own path. And then the last thing I would just encourage parents is there are some basics. And sometimes, you know, Janine and I haven't been as intentional about sharing those basics, but after, after you do your tithing, after you do your giving, there are some basics that I think we need to make sure uh, that our children understand. You know, some of the richest man in Babylon stuff, paying yourself first, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. you know, making sure, you know, just making sure that uh, they have a, a good perspective of uh, what things cost so they're not so they're not uh, like a deer in headlights. You know, one of the things that I would do when, uh, when the tenants uh, would pay the money from the investment property, I would let Josh hold it. Mm. You know, this is what, this is what, you know, eight, $900 cash feels like. Right. <laughs> and it gives them a, it gives them a perspective. Right. Uh, I'm like, wow, I, you know, count it. <laughs> count it. <laughs> you know, you you hear yeah, that rap music you listen to? You listen to the song, count it then, <laughs> and it gives it gives them a perspective of uh, what this is about. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Now, do you give uh, you guys give your kids allowances? We don't. No, we, we don't. I don't think yeah. it's a bad thing. It's just not something we've done. Yeah. And that was that I mean, it sounds like that they they have an understanding of money, um, they understand budgeting, but I didn't know if you you know, were giving them certain pieces of money for them to manage on their own, or is that something that you anticipate doing in the future or just just decided against it? Let me let me let me add this. Let me add this one one of the things that I one of the things that I think both of us have appreciated is that you know when it was snow you there when it when it was snow uh, Josh was adamant about you know getting up early going out the snow and he would he you know he and his friend you know they'd make one hundred twenty five hundred fifty dollars a piece and so from doing that he started from working 
he started developing a, a healthy respect okay. for not only his money, but our money. Okay. And we would say, no, use your money. This is what you want. Use your money. Right. And I think that creates responsibility. It creates respect. It creates honor uh, and so forth. And so I, I think pushing them to work. If he had the time right now, he would be working, Shana. It just doesn't fit with his school schedule right now. But Janine and I would have it working. Right. There is there some kind of uh, background noise there? Um, getting some some background uh, music. Oh, Omar sounds like he has a little bit of feedback. Uh, can, can you hear? Yeah, yeah. So that's <laughs> that's all that energy, Chef. Yeah, that's what it's, it's just coming through. It's coming through the, through the phone. Yeah. <laughs> all that energy. <laughs> well, that yeah, that's or, or just, you know, um, just, or just a bad phone. I'm not, um, I'm not against, um, I'm not against, um, well, you know, I didn't get an allowance per se when I was younger, and I started working at a very young age, way before I was legally, uh, you know, allowed to get working papers. But I, um, I think that one of the things one of the reasons we haven't done the allowance, which is something I'm definitely open to, is um, because of how the children have presented it or asked for it. Um, it, it really not, they haven't really pushed for it, but they would say something, well, can I get an allowance for doing my chores? And I just never <laughs> wanted um, a payment to be attached to something that I feel like I wanted them to, to do with an understanding that you don't get paid for this. You do this because you're, you're a, a living, thriving member of this community, of this household. And so I, I would be happy to do allowances, but I don't want it to be attached to household chores or responsibilities. Okay. Um, and I think that giving an allowance is an outstanding way, though, to... Um, to help them, you know, if you budget, okay, this is what you have, this is when you get your next allowance, how are you going to uh, steward this, you know, with that understanding? Um, I much prefer, though, a situation like Grace saying, you know, I'm going to look at how I can babysit some more. This pays really well and I enjoy working with children. Or Nate saying, wow, mom is paying me for doing this work that's adding value to our family's business or josh saying i'm going to go cut the neighbor's lawn because i know he pays me when i do that you know mm -hmm. so teaching them um about work and its connection to money um yes also there are things that you do that will not reap you financial reward because you do them because you're a part of this household this community yes um and yes. I, that's a good way to teach them about service um, yes. So many people. And and, and as Janine, and as Janine says, Shana, their their payment is coming in so many different ways. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, so <laughs> being, being being a child uh, and having parents means that there are some things that are automatically taken care of. <laughs> yeah. And and and. They, I think they understand as they grow older that that's not the case for everybody with parents. Right, right. 
and that some of them don't have parents. Right. And, and that some of the people who do, they recognize as they grow older the differences in how people's parents relate to them. Yeah, yeah. And I think that that, that will definitely paint a picture for them, uh, hopefully mm -hmm. of gratitude and appreciation. That's our hope, that's our hope. Um, and how, how do you, um, how do you see them engaging with, uh, with things like gratitude, with concepts like being thankful, um, or um, yeah, just making sure that they're aware of what it means to be thankful for what you, what you already have? without always wanting more. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we remind uh, Grace and Josh about that a lot more. I don't know if it's connected to their, to their uh, tendency to want to spend more or related to their being older and maybe peer pressure about having things. Mm. Um, but they, when they stray off of having grateful hearts, they're very easily directed back to it without much resistance. Okay. Okay, that's good. So another question I have, um, you mentioned uh, a couple of resources uh, that you have used to help your kids understand money uh, and, and Nate picking up um, the, the adult version of the book, but sounds like it was pretty transformative for him. Um, and just understand yeah. financial concepts. But are there any other resources that you would recommend parents using uh, with their children to try to educate them well, on money? Yes, clearly we are going to highly recommend Money on Purpose by Shana Harvey. <laughs> yes. um, and I have to say, I have to say, as people who read a lot and have thousands, literally thousands of books uh, in, our, in our home and in our possession, books that we can't even fit in the house. Um, <laughs> it's an excellent, um, it's excellent. Shana, you're a professional. I mean, you know what you're talking about. This is your thing. Um, but oh, excellent, I think, because even people who know what they're talking about, sometimes can't communicate that in layperson terms. And so um, we really, really do recommend money on purpose uh, by Shana Harvey very highly. Um, and then, of course, uh, for parents, I would say the How to Raise Your Child's Financial Life, our second grade program. Oh, that, 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 part, uh, that part cut out a little bit. Uh, you were saying How to Raise Your Child's Financial IQ by Robert Kiyosaki? Gotcha. Yes. Yeah, the the audio. Yes. Uh, it's a great, it's a great did Janine cut out? Yeah, Janine, uh, you were cutting out there. Um, so I'm gonna have Omar take it while we try to fix your your mic. Um, any anything you can think of? Oh, on yeah, it's it's it, it's actually two things. I would recommend, and this is this is extremely important. Um, in addition to the things that Janine said, is I would recommend that uh, kids read or parents share the book of Proverbs um, with, because um, Solomon was the richest man ever. Right. And 
I, I would just recommend that um, uh, parents read read the book of Proverbs with the kids because he also because one of the things that that he talks about that I think is very important is that a good name is better than riches. Like you have people that mm-hmm. have things, but their name is not good. Yeah, and so um, it adds some balance to um, to wealth and uh, money management and so forth. And then addition, in addition to Proverbs, I would say uh, the richest man in Babylon is is one of the most powerful parables about money that you will you will read and i think that uh one of the it, one of the most important principles that he says is that you know pay yourself first mm-hmm. before you do anything else make sure you pay yourself first and um we read it at the school uh the kids uh loved it the teachers loved it and uh, it was just a powerful uh, parable to have uh, young people read. So um, I would just add those two things, the, the book of Proverbs, because remember his piece, Shana, is about um, the vanity, the vanity of it to say, hey, I have it. But at the same time, if I don't have these things in place, mm-hmm. all was vain. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, the the book of, of wisdom. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that money can't buy, is wisdom. Well, remember, he told you to get it first. Yeah, above all things. That's actually the tagline <laughs> of my company. So, yeah. He told you to get it first. Above all things. Above all wisdom. things. Because <laughs> so, you, you could be a fool with a lot of money. Absolutely. Well, well remember, remember that you, he said, well, listen, I... I got the money, but I lost my soul. Yeah, yeah. So, and that's completely foolish. So, and I think that's the balance you're trying to strike, Shana. Yeah, definitely. Um, and trying to make sure that you know we don't pursue wealth and riches above God Himself. Because mm-hmm. if you have Him, then He provides what you'll need. But you got to learn to see it at the same Absolutely. time. You Absolutely. You got to to see that and to, to pursue him above all else. Because yeah. who else is wisdom but God? And I, and, I think that, and I think that lesson in and of itself, Shana, is something that Janine and I try to drive home to give the kids a larger context mm-hmm. of what this is really about. Yeah. You, yeah. you know, you were afforded to you were blessed to get this type of education because you're going to be, you're going to be required to serve in a different capacity. Yeah. And, and so giving the kids a different context is something that Janine and I have often tried to do with our children to say, uh, 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 let's give you a context yeah. of, uh, of, of this whole situation. Right. 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 It's not just about you going out in there and, and making money. You're doing this and, with a purpose. And just accruing things for yourself. No, 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 no. It's not no, about you that. got this, which is good, but you, your give back is going to be huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that to whom much is given, much is indeed required, right? 
<laughs> there it is. You hear Central, honey, you hear Central talking. <laughs> Central is, is, is speaking. Yeah, that's what that is. She talking kingdom now. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, much is given. Much is required. That's right. That's right. That's, that's right. for sure. And, I, and, it, and it is... And it is our responsibility while we're here, just like Jesus said to the the, the man who who buried his talent. He called him a fool. Yeah. He buried his money. He called him a fool, and he said, "You are wicked because you're lazy, and you didn't work what I gave you." And so that's where Janine and I are saying we've been doing some things with the kids in terms of teaching them how to study, to how to learn, how to learn stuff, and that is that's really what's going to help them kind of um, cultivate uh, the things that they've been yeah. doing. Yeah. And I saw one of the, the books, Janine, that you uh, mentioned. It's called Shepherding Your Child's Heart by Ted Tripp. Um, can you talk a little bit about that? Because that's a, that was a very intriguing title to me. Um, because, number one, I think it's important to recognize that shepherding is not just done by the pastor at the church. <laughs> if you're a parent, you are a shepherd to, to your child. Um, but then shepherding yes. your child's heart, especially around this issue of there's a bigger context, there's a bigger picture um, with, with how money fits into um, your life. Um, what's, what's that book about and, and how do you, oh, yeah, how do you recommend parents shepherd their child's heart. Ah. Yeah, I chose that one. Can you hear me now, Shay? Yeah, I can. That's better. You see okay. the picture, Shay? So I, yeah, chose, I, get the picture. I chose that one in the five love languages of children because I think that in everything, much like the first question you asked us, what are the children's financial personalities? I think that we need to strategic and intentional and who the child is in the process of teaching them about money and how they might use money and how God wants them to use their resources as it relates to their particular purposes and not to compare the children or shame one or the other if one is more a giver and the other a spender and the other this or that or whatever mixture there is but to say hey this is what i see about you and this is how god can use that and so shepherding your child's heart just the philosophy overall is about how to how just like the shepherd does you know how to guide how to listen to how to talk to how not to jump to conclusions how to form relationships how to guide gently guide and nudge the children in the way that they that they should go because even though we as parents we have like we have expectations but we can't superimpose those onto our children we shouldn't right. because God made them to do a particular thing and if we believe that then we have to take ourselves out of it and really do you ask God for the wisdom to see who he wants them to become and then to help them become that regardless of whether it lines up with what our vision was or not. Yeah, and, and that, that takes a lot of discipline because um, obviously you have hopes and dreams and expectations for your kids, um, but that might not be in alignment with what God has planned for them. Um, and 
learning to, to let go of that, I'm sure it's a process in and of itself. <laughs> uh, and to watch how God is shaping um, each, ch each child uniquely to be whoever uh, they are called to be. Um, which I think is a good segue for us to um, uh, promote what you guys have coming up. Uh, the Destiny Statement um, event that you have coming up, right? It's a, it's a webinar. It is. We're doing uh, the Destiny Statement Institute. Um, we've been doing it since 2001. You talked about your mission statement. We've done it for uh, places of worship and universities and executives and schools. And it's really about helping you to create a blueprint for your life a mission statement, a vision statement in the seven key areas of life, and then your strengths, talents, and then we go to destiny-driven goals. People are trying to set goals and getting frustrated that they're not um, Oops. She went away. <laughs> Where'd she go? Oh, well, oh, you want to pick it up? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so I'll, I can finish her sentence. So people are frustrated, Shana, that in that they're trying to set goals, but again, they don't have the larger context of what's, what's my purpose for living. Mm -hmm. And once I'm, once I'm clear about that purpose, which then turns into a mission, then what's my vision? How do I see myself? Um, how do I see my spiritual life? How do I see my family and personal life? How do I see uh, my money and investments? How do I see uh, my education? How do I see my impact in the community? How do I see my health and fitness? And so mm. once we can get people nailed down with their sense of purpose, which then turns into a mission, how do you see your vision for your life in the seven key areas of life? And so on November 21st, uh, we're having our virtual destiny statement. It is only $97 uh, for folks to sign up, but it is going to be absolutely incredible. And they can sign up at alloverthepleceNomore.com uh, mm. to register for that <laughs> for that, <laughs> destiny, that virtual destiny statement uh, institute. I like that. Uh, I like that URL all over you, the place. You, you like there. that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because I, I do feel like people are all over the place, and I've felt like I've been all over the place at times, and I think one of the things that um, does help ground me uh, on occasion is going back to um, the destiny statement that I, I, I crafted with you guys at New Covenant. Um, so that's where I met Omar and Janine at New Covenant Church of Philadelphia, where we went together. Uh, under Bishop C. Milton Granham. Um, and with that, we used to have these destiny statement um, classes. And I probably back in 2004, uh, 2003, something like that, um, created with Omar and Janine's help um, a destiny statement that I will say much of that I am living out right now, um, not even because it was just uh, on me to do, but it was something that we, um, to start the destiny statement process, 
um, you were committing to prayer and to seek God on um, how um, you were crafted. And a lot of that is now showing up uh, in my life. I'm still, I, I, I marvel sometimes at the things that I look at. Um, being an author was on my destiny statement um, six years before I wrote the book. Um, being married was on my destiny statement <laughs> well before it happened. Um, so I, I do make reference to, to that on occasion. Um, running a financial service, a faith-based financial service company was on my destiny statement. <laughs> so I am uh, definitely testifying to the, the, the planning and the purpose and the intentionality and the road will not be necessarily straight. Um, I don't know that the road is straight for anybody um, at all. So the destiny statement is not, does not mean that your life is going to go smoothly. Um, but it does mean that you have a larger goal in mind that God has given you um, and you're in pursuit of him uh, and he is making these things happen in your life. So I will give my plug for the Destiny Statement uh, Institute um, for you guys to have. Um, uh, I'm going to post the, the flyer on our page Thank you. and in the, um, the show notes, I will put the link to all over the place no more. <laughs> Love that URL. <laughs> Was that your idea, Janine? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> only because only because that's what clients always tell me. Yeah, that they feel all over the place. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. All over the place no more dot com. <laughs> so yes, I, I do remember going through those classes with you guys uh, in the Destiny State when it was when it itself was a fledgling idea. Because you guys started it at the church. Um, and has broadened and expanded to a school and an institute and all kinds of stuff. So it's, um, it's a marvel to watch God work uh, with the seeds of things that yeah. were planted so far uh, mm -hmm. in advance and then watch them blossom and then see where it's going to go from here. Who knows? Yeah. Right? <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Um, but thank you guys so much for uh, your wisdom and your participation in uh, the podcast today. Um, I will make sure uh, that the people uh, get this in a timely fashion because I don't want to hold this information back from them <laughs> longer than possible. Of teaching your kids about money, uh, no two that I would rather talk to about doing that than uh, the Barlows. Um, <laughs> any uh, parting words of wisdom for the people? I don't see Omar here anymore, but I just want to say, uh, you know, one of the things that you people understand when they go through the process, Shayna, is we're not trying to be experts in anything that we're not experts in mm -hmm. and anything that we're not called to do. And that's why uh, friendships with people like you who are stellar in their field matter. Um, financial, health, wellness, education is one of the seven key areas of life. And so we want to say that we appreciate you, um, not just as our friend, you already have favor for that, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> but even if we didn't know you, we could highly, highly, without question, recommend you. And so um, you are our friend, but we don't take it for granted that you've invited us here um, and that you put your stamp of approval on our, on our institute. 
Um, we love you. We love and appreciate the work that you're doing for the kingdom and for all the spheres of influence that you go into because you always take kingdom with you. And so thank you for the invitation. Thank you for sharing. Always, always, every single time, a pleasure to see you, whether we spend a little bit of time or uh, a long time together. So thank you so much. Likewise, ditto. Love you both. And uh, Omar, you're back. Any parting words for the people? No? All right. He doesn't have it. <laughs> he's o he's only been silenced by um by the by technology. Uh, no, can there you he hear is. us, honey? I think you can. Yeah, hear. There he is. We're just uh, offering parting words uh, to the people. Anything you want to leave them with? Um, uh, parenting is parenting is not easy. Um, but it, it in the end it will be worth it. In the end. Oh. We lost him again. Technology was a challenge for us this yeah, time. So um, I for that for uh, for everybody out there um, for the technology issues, but hopefully you can still glean uh, much from this, uh, even with the technology issues. Technology is yeah. not always our friend. It is convenient, but it's not always our friend. <laughs> um, but at any event, we we will leave him with the the parting word of parenting is not easy, but it's worth it. I think that it's worth it all. Way. It's worth it all. I can tell you after 18 years that he was going to say <laughs> <laughs> it's worth it all. Um, it's not easy, but we like to say it's a verb. It's an action word, and mm -hmm. so you have to be kind and patient with yourself in the process, and just believe. As an older woman told us one time, we were visiting. Uh, and she said, she patted us in a way that only the elders can mm -hmm. and said, don't worry, it's going in. And so <laughs> <laughs> we stand on that word. <laughs> well, I think the, the fruit of, of that is evident in, in all three of your children. So thank uh, you. I, we can all see it and I look forward to seeing you know what they continue to become I still can't believe Josh is 16 but um, and running all over the place in the football field I see the videos that's insane he's seems like he has, he's got a bright future uh athletically uh, yeah as well as I can yeah. so uh you're doing something right there that's thank sure. you Shay um so blessings on you um I will Definitely be in touch with you both soon. I will post again the Destiny Statement Institute flyer um, on our page and uh, be sure to connect with you again on another topic. All right. Thanks. I look forward to it. Thank you. Bye-bye.